0: I have a weird feeling we're going to have at least one. I think not more than one, but I have a potential feeling we're going to have one of the same one.
1: I can almost guarantee that we are going to have one of the same one.
0: You saying that makes me guarantee it now. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we're both on board with the
1: guarantee part.
0: We're going to be so fucking wrong. It's going to be hysterical. <laughs> but we're, we're both going to be like, right. what the fuck? Of course we didn't think of that.
1: Yeah, it's either going to be like, God damn it!" of course we did this. Or you're going to say one. And I'm like, well... My top five's ruined. Yeah,
0: fair enough. It's my number two, so we'll see.
1: The one that I think is also my number two.
0: <laughs> oh my god, we'll have to say it at the same fucking time.
1: Oh I hope we're the same person. Because <laughs> if that's the case, then <laughs> this intro—if I—if we're using this as the cold intro, then it's gonna make so much sense.
0: Yeah, this is gonna be awesome foreshadowing. The
1: continuity is gonna be out of this world. Unknown spoiler alert. <laughs> Yeah, is it a spoiler? <coughs> is it not a spoiler?
0: We have no fucking clue.
1: Yeah, you find out in an hour, I guess.
0: Tune in next time on Dragon, Dragon Ball Z. Ball Z. <laughs> oh shit, was that the spoiler? Tune in oh, next fuck. time.
1: My number two is Dragon Ball Z. You got me. <laughs> oh, I went Dragon Ball. I just dropped. Oh, the Z. you didn't do the Z.
0: Yeah, totally did. Wow. I couldn't be from the same world.
1: No, absolutely not. Kind of like Magic the Gathering and The Walking Dead can't be from the same world. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Are you sure about that? That's uh, another no, thing that I'm we fine. might have to uh, tune in next time to find out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is up, you plebs? Welcome back to another episode of the Fetch and Shock podcast. I am your host, the secret lair of shitty white cards, Tyler. And joining me this week, a return guest, the secret lair of five copies of Burning Tree Emissary, Rupert. Rupert, what is going on, dude? Nothing. <laughs> Well, the first couple times that you uh, hijacked the intro, you did have to throw yourself in the mentions with Burning Tree Emissary with your uh, tenuous relationship with her. Of course. So I figured I heard you you started off with
0: some secret layer shit. I'm just like, he's going to say something about Burning Tree or Popper. It's got to be something along those lines. So I'm glad you went Burning Tree. I'm cool with that.
1: You had me pegged.
0: (laughs) You pegged me. I did. (laughs) It's not the first time either. (laughs) So how you doing today, dude?
1: Uh, well, I think today I am much more relaxed. I, uh, have taken the time to breathe, do some meditation, some uh, soul searching. I'm I'm okay, I'm okay today.
0: Were, he, were you not okay maybe yesterday for uh, some reason?
1: I would say yesterday and then, uh, probably the day before.
0: Oh, yeah, it was even the day before.
1: The Those days were, uh, not so calm. Why is that, Tyler? Well, I don't know if you've ever heard of this game, Magic the Gathering. Never heard of her. Yeah, I wouldn't start because the company that that creates these cards, they're really trying to turn this thing into a fucking circus show.
0: I've heard of AMC before. Is it anything like AMC? Like, I'm a big fan of Better Call Saul.
1: Oh, there is another show on AMC. Oh, is
0: there? They make more than that in Breaking Bad?
1: No, I was actually it's Breaking Bad is the other show. Oh, OK. It's yeah, right. It's more on. like Breaking Bad and less like Better Call Saul. Gotcha. But there's another show I think there's another show with AMC. It's called The Walking Dead. Have you ever heard of that show?
0: Uh, Is it like Shaun of the
1: Dead? It's like Shaun of the Dead, but less entertaining.
0: That sounds pretty fucking lame. It sounds like like two to three seasons might be good, but its relevancy was like seven years ago. And on top of a situation it created that might just be frustrating, it's also really fucking confusing and out of date, like a Steve Buscemi, have fellow kids meme.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I would say... I don't know if or when the Walking Dead is like lost. It's cool. Fashion, <laughs> right. But I'm pretty sure it already happened. I think I watched the first season of that show and then I was just like, oh, uh, I get the point. It was like during the big zombie craze of like like 2008 or something. Right. Like
0: that. I'm not saying it didn't have a good few seasons, but like those were many moons ago.
1: Like, do you remember the time where mustaches on everything was cool and like everybody was just like ranting and raving about mm-hmm. how good bacon was? That era of life, that's when The Walking Dead came out. When's the last time you saw a mustache printed on?
0: Chevel, Bane of Monsters.
1: Oh, that's true. There is a card with a big ol' mustache.
0: <laughs> but aside from Chevel
1: You'd be giving out rides on that bad boy. Yeah.
0: I mean Like, you have Rami Malik as Freddie Mercury. But that's got a dude playing a dude from the 80s. So that doesn't really count.
1: He's a dude playing another dude. disguised as right. another dude. I mean,
0: he probably felt like a couple dudes. I don't know. I'm not Freddie Mercury.
1: Neither am I, it turns out. Who would have thought? All right, uh, Rupert, do you want to I guess we can stop beating around the bush and talk about like the actual things that we want to talk about this episode.
0: Yes. Wizards of the Coast is printing a secret layer that is crossover with The Walking Dead as black, bordered and legal in eternal format, period.
1: Uh, You actually pretty much just hit the nail on the head with that one.
0: Yeah, there's not much. There's no. Yeah, we're not beating around the bush. That that is what it is.
1: Yeah, I wish there was more nuance to it. I mean, there is, I guess, more nuance to it, right? A lot. But yeah, I get if you, we want the gist of it, the secret layer series that I, I'm i assuming all of us are familiar with that have had um some very neat secret layers. If we're going to be honest, I think you're hard pressed to find somebody who hasn't seen a secret layer yet that they didn't at least somewhat enjoy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've been on this podcast four times. I've raved about art probably all of those times.
1: I think all four times we had at least some. Right. Well, I mean, like,
0: including this time, I'm about to rave about art right now. So here's number four. Like, all of the Secret layer arts are almost incredible, like, exclusively 100% incredible. They're, like, characteristic. They're original. They're something new. They're fresh. But they're copies of cards that have already been printed. You don't have to fucking buy them if you don't want to.
1: Like, the Serum Vision one, or the Thalia one, or...
0: Right, the Slimes one was super cool. The Goblin Slimes one was, was, great. was, like, super graphic, novel and, like, I loved that. It was super comic book whatever. I liked that one. It was
1: more of a uh-huh. flavor boost than anything else, right?
0: Right. I mean, that was fine. Even with shit, like... I mean, I was never totally sold on the idea of a secret layer. Like, you're still giving Watsy and Hasbro your money directly and cutting out the LGS, which we'll get more into later, I'm sure. But, like, we've had... And I mean, all all of this, almost all of the shit you've already heard from people on YouTube and people you've already listened to and things you've already thought yourself. But like the Godzilla cards, not a big deal because there were already printings of those cards in the set and they weren't the premier aspect of the card. Correct. Like, they were just secondary to the main card. We've had My Little Pony and Bronies Rejoice. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, if they oh, want to buy forgot some Silver about that. Board We did or- have that. Yeah, if they want to buy some silver border My a little pony car, so be it. It doesn't hurt me at all. If they want to play those with they're in their playgroup, that's fine. And it would have been fine if they did it here and play groups of monster drinking zombie hunters with people that were like totally into fucking Subaru and and shit like that was covered in stickers. <laughs> I don't I don't know who the fuck still watches Walking Dead in twenty twenty, but like those people super dupers because like they're getting exactly what they want, I guess, for some. I don't or they're not even like magic players that like Walking Dead obviously could see a problem with this. So alpha investments rejoice, I guess. I don't fucking know.
1: Sure. I Yeah, that's fine. I, I mean, I guess like there there is I'm not going to go ahead and say that there's a zero percent market for this. There there's is a huge there's dis- is a market.
0: There's a market for it. It's not huge. These will sell.
1: Yeah. However big the market is, I have no idea. Here's the thing with these. Let's let's talk about the actual cards themselves before we talk about any kind of theory. All right.
0: So I've only seen up to three. Are there only the three Glenn, Negan and Michonne?
1: There are four. Okay,
0: hold on. Let me gurgle Chrom.
1: It is uh, Daryl is the other one. Of course, it's Daryl. Because of course, they of course, they had to make a Daryl. But yeah, so if you're if you're not familiar with any of these cards, they're making four, like we mentioned, four brand new cards to magic. These cards, unlike previous iterations of unique cards like the the Hasbro exclusive ones with like the Nerf gun and stuff, the My Little Pony ones like Rupert mentioned. These are actual cards that are legal in Magic the Gathering in Legacy, Vintage, and Commander. Now, some of these cards vary in power level. I'm sure anybody who's a fan of the show or just even the fan of some of the designs of these cards will end up making a Commander deck out of them. The problem lies in the fact that these cards are now opening the floodgates for this style of thing. Right. So like, I'm not necessarily going to nitpick on whether I think Daryl Hunter of Walkers is playable in legacy. I'm not going to nitpick on whether Negan, the cold blooded is going to be a great commander. I don't like, I think Glenn is probably the most playable one as far as my constructed thoughts. formats,
0: but it shouldn't matter in the first
1: place. Yeah. But the fact that we are having this conversation, I think is more of the problem than the actual cards that are the problem does that make sense
0: yeah i mean yeah but by principle we shouldn't be having the conversation
1: yeah so the the big issue that i am having with this is that i guess there's a couple issues but the first one to address is these feel if these are any amount successful in legacy or anything like that it's going to feel a lot like a reserved list card yeah when it comes to getting a card for your deck except for these are probably going to be harder to get than dual land because they're only released for this one time. Now, I know Wizards has said, like Rosewater, all of the other pawns have said that, oh, we can print these in other sets. We can do all of this stuff with them, blah, blah, blah. That makes it, that like, that just seems disingenuous. No, it's bullshit
0: because they are obviously self-aware that they're creating an issue that they're immediately covering their own asses for in a, in a generalized way.
1: Yes, and not just myself, not just you, but in players who care about this by and large, that leaves a really bad taste. Like, no, let's least... say that this Glenn voice of calm is played in Legacy. It is going to be a very expensive card that even if they do a functional reprint, which they said that they can do a functional reprint because the way that they did it, they didn't give it the strange name and convention like the Godzilla card. If they print another one that is functionally the same but with a different name, that just makes Glenn better. Yeah, which I mean, insane. his price
0: will all... It, it won't even stay the same. It will just drive up.
1: Yeah, because you'll just be able to, you'll be able to play the legendary version of the other one. Right. And then the Glenn one. So that's just doubling. Like that's just being like, oh, I have a Geist of St. Traft and then I have a Casper the Friendly Ghost. That's also Geist of St. Traft ability. Right. I can just, if it
0: popularizes the deck, like if the deck becomes popular and they reprint it, it's going to popularize the deck more, making those like fancier versions more, money. more desirable. Money. haha Ha ha. No, which leads to one of my, like, branches off of this, too, with it being a fancier version of the card. Because, all right, we start in 2020. We have COVID. We're not really playing at local game stores where we show off our fancy cards. We're playing with pixels. We're playing pixelated versions via webcam. If we have these fancy versions coming down right now when we're not really trying to show them off because, like, who gives a shit? Our webcams can't mostly handle that. Then, we, when we return to a place like that and you've cut out these local game stores, then where the fuck are we going to show them off? Like, I know they cut out one of the tournaments. What is it? The, oh, yeah. They- we just,
1: I think functionally competitive magic as we knew it at least probably five years ago is just not the same. Like, the pro tours are really not the same. Mm-hmm. The, like, even the GPs really kind of, they're not really the same anymore.
0: Like if we're leading further and further away from paper magic events, then why do we want to show these off? Or is this strictly just a collector's item at that point? But like you said, it's be not it. because it can be played. So that's not necessarily, it's just like a, that no, takes away a, from some of the collector aspect. Like if it has usability.
1: But okay, that that's actually a pretty interesting topic to sit with too. Is it more collectible because of its playability or vice versa? Because I think the collectability comes from the, like, at least somewhat from the power level of a card. Like, look at alpha cards. There are still some, like, beta cards and alpha cards that are relatively cheap. Again, that's in the grand scheme of that set. But then you look at the cards, like, all of the Moxin and the Lotus, like, Power 9 stuff. And not even just that, even other cards that are quote-unquote powerful for that era, like Shiv and Dragon. Uh, like the source of plowshares and stuff like that. Those are the powerful cards in that format because they're playable. They'd be automatically become more collectible, right? Like nobody's looking for that shitty rookie card for somebody who played for two seasons on a baseball team and then disappeared forever. Everybody's looking for like the, the Ken Griffey Jr. Or Babe Ruth or the, the like the Michael Jordan rookie card. They were the goats of that right.
0: era. I think it's, um I think it was pleasant Kenobi that I was watching the other day that brought up like, one of the old Badger cards that came in like one of the comics or books or something like that. And that's like the rookie that you didn't give a shit about. But Mana Vault was, came out in a similar light. And then it got and then Vault's a re- million dollars. Yeah, and then Mana Vault's a fucking million dollars. But going back to the mistrust thing, like they did that and they said they wouldn't do that anymore back even in the 90s and shit. And now they're doing it again. It's like almost 30 years later. It's like, maybe they won't notice. Well, guess what? We all know. So
1: yeah, weird, right? And we've kind of had a taste of this before. And there was outrage, but I don't think as much as we saw this time around with the uh, the booster box exclusive cards like uh, Nexus of Fate and Kenrith and stuff like that. Now, Kenrith, a very good commander. People really didn't like lose it over that card. I think what Gigantha, the big uh, dinosaur, the Grimano green dinosaur, that was also one of those. Nobody loses their mind over that. But when they did that the first time around and it was fucking Nexus of Fate and they made it legal in standard and that ruined that standard format. Like that was one, a huge red flag that we probably should have seen this coming. But two, like that was just the proof positive for this concept like people right, played and- Nexus of Fate, that took over the format and then Nexus of Fate was $100 but nobody cared from Wizards because they don't care about the secondary market on cards they just saw Nexus of Fate became really popular people needed it people wanted it so people bought boxes so let's take that concept and take it into our new baby which is secretly
0: right and we have to keep in mind that we just got <laughs> heated and we digressed into talking about original magic content true That's how pissed we were about original magic content. That's not what this is. This is, there's so many reasons to be frustrated.
1: Yeah, that's a good, I guess, transition into talking about how the IP thing works with this whole concept. Because, I mean, we did kind of clown on The Walking Dead a little bit. Right, I mean, mean, naturally. If The Walking Dead isn't for you, then it's not for you. If The Walking Dead is for you, then it is for you. That's kind of the same thing with any of the other secret layers. Like, some people didn't like the tattoo secret lair i personally loved it yeah that was super tight this yeah
0: i don't care i'll make fun of things that i like that's not the point
1: yeah this is just a different world altogether because these ips in making very specific cards affects the game in a very very like long-term much more sensitive way
0: elaborate so how do you how do you feel it would affect it because i definitely feel a
1: Yeah, I think it definitely does. Um, I I mentioned this a little bit before with how if they find this card incredibly playable, that they can try to print a functionally similar card or the functionally the exact same card, but how with it being Glenn, the voice of calm, they can't just reprint it with that name because the IP is tied to this specific product from AMC, wherever they got the IP from. It could be from disney if they end up doing like a mickey fucking mouse one or something like that right it's tied to that ip those rights to use those names only last so long like they're not purchasing that entire name now i'm not a i'm not a lawyer i'm not a copyright lawyer in in the slightest but (laughs) from what i know about this topic just like in my professional life working for a college and having to deal with other kind of copyright things through the university that those waters are not something you want to be able to tread on very frequently because you can get in some deep shit pretty quickly yeah fair enough so are we just walking ourselves into a situation where we get one of these cards it's dumb everybody wants it and then we're screwed and we're pigeonholed and then we just can't have it
0: we can't have it and they see how many people bought it the first time so they do it again
1: but even then it's a limited product too it's still just a, it's so many
0: dangerous roads that like it, it frazzles me more than I normally get frazzled there's too it, much
1: it just leaves a lot more questions than it gives answers and I think yeah. that's the part that people are really wary about and I think rightfully so
0: yeah a hundred percent I like going to the longevity and going back to it just giving money directly to Watt C and skipping right over these local game stores that are already in the midst of getting a, a massive reaming right now Like you're just doubling down on that and it's like eventually we're just going to be giving wizards our money like directly for cardboard and for pixels on arena. Like are we just not going to be playing Magic the Gathering anymore?
1: Is it going to be a direct to consumer game? I actually don't know.
0: Right. Like that's what it feels like between this and maybe a Euroban that we talk about later that they just want your money. Like no matter how they can get it, whoever they have to partner with.
1: Now, I get that the, the secret layers versus like something that comes out in an actual product. Those are two very, very different because the actual product that you can get from a store, let's say with let's just use the euro as an example, even though we'll talk a little bit more about the ban a bit later, the euro, you could still go to an LGS. You could still buy a box of the product that that came in. You could still rip and rip open those wrappers, get a euro, and then you could sell it back to the store or you could even just. Cut out that whole entire process and just buy it directly from the store if they have one in the case. Now, mind you, that is a little bit more difficult now in the time that we're in, but it, this that's not going to last forever. We're not locked into pandemic life for the rest of our lives. Sure, the game, the game stores as we know it are going to change in the future, but I mean, businesses will adapt and hopefully everybody comes out of this at least okay. There's some stores that are going to close and that really sucks. But if they move towards this kind of product where it is directly from Wizards and this is where the really dumb cards are coming from, that's where the problem is. Because the stores, even after the pandemic, are not really going to have access to these kind of cards. That's going to really (laughs) put the screw
0: down. Right. But it just seems like they're fucking them two different ways at that point or not two different ways, but in two different like kind of aspects, like on the direct to consumer front and banning front almost. But I guess it helps them both. It helps LGS's and it helps Wizards all the same, not banning Omnath, but neither here nor there exactly.
1: Yeah, I mean, and we can even think back to a couple years ago, back with the old style premium products that we used to have. Like, I know you remember the From the Vault series. Right. That was the, the time, I think, in Magic where we started seeing premium products and that was a whole entire different world where that was almost entirely through LGSs how much they wanted to charge for that because they would come out, that was when Wizards still at MSRP, right? So MSRP would be released for these products. They would be sent out to LGSs and then the LGSs, depending on how good these From the Vaults were, that really made the price based on the cards. Yeah. I remember that, I think it was From the Vault Annihilation. Like that one was pretty much for MSRP, but the From the Vault with fucking Jace the Mind Sculptor, was like MSRP was forty bucks, it was selling for like a hundred twenty bucks. Word. But that definitely at least helped local game stores.
0: Right, but it also helped Wiz. It didn't hurt Wizard.
1: No, it didn't hurt Wizards at all. And and it helped LGS's. So I think that's a net positive for local game stores. Right. And like if you really wanted a Jason Mind Sculptor, you didn't have to buy the from the vault thing. You could just go get a Jason Mind Sculptor some other way. Which Fair ties enough. into your previous thing <clears throat> about oh, you could just get the normal version <laughs> of the card, you could get the fancy cardboard. You have the option. Right. Where these, you don't necessarily have the option. You have the fancy one or you don't have it at all.
0: It's a sticky situation.
1: Yeah, this puts magic in a very tough spot. And I've seen a lot of doom saying about this. And I'm not necessarily saying that I'm off of that entire concept of saying like, oh, magic is dying. Because if we're going to be honest, there's a lot of things going on right now that is making magic look like it's, it's changing. I don't know if dying is right, but evolving is probably more correct.
0: Evolving has positive connotations. It's changing.
1: Well, I mean, change versus evolve is that is the connotation really the only difference there?
0: I think so. I'd say evolve has growth connotations where change just has like diverting in some way, shape or form connotation.
1: I mean, I think with the changes, though, there is growth, just not for the people that matter fair enough like i guess growth it's subjective for shareholders yeah
0: yeah it's very subjective
1: yeah i i mean i'm not here to argue semantics about like what magic is doing right. but we can all agree that magic is changing yes and i think the player base at large is probably going to take the hit from that at least the the paper player base i don't think there's all that many like competitive magic players that aren't in some way shape or form online at this point
0: Right. They have to be if they're trying to remain competitive, it feels like.
1: Especially at this point in time, right? Oh, right. Oh, yeah. And I think Wizards is seeing this data of increasing numbers in digital play. And they're probably I mean, they're reading it as we are getting more people playing digital magic. I don't know if you if anybody can accurately read that as it's because of COVID or it's because the game is growing. But regardless, that those numbers are there. So they have to lean towards that growth in digital magic. And that's where all of this, I think, kind of stems from. That
0: makes a lot of sense. Growth, like, are you talking like growth in paper magic or not paper, but growth in like pixel magic, um, like the shrinking, I guess. I can't come up with a better word and like paper magic and then printing these paper cards to compensate for that.
1: Exactly that.
0: Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of fucking sense.
1: Like paper product isn't moving or paper product or paper magic isn't being played. So they need to incentivize players into purchasing these paper cards to offset that shrinking. Let's we'll just use that that same word. We'll just use growth and shrinking. Sure. <laughs> that works for me. Yeah, just to offset that, they need to do things like this. I think the Secret Lair product is perfect for that, and I think the success of the Secret Lair program is probably treating Wizards pretty well and is I mean, people can complain about Magic all they want. If they're still buying the cards, the people with the deep pockets who are making decisions are still seeing the money roll in and they're going to be like well we're doing great let's continue to do this
0: yeah fair enough
1: it's so like a vote with your wallet i guess is the moral of that story yeah but is there anything else that you have to say about like these products specific
0: i do have two things one i'm gonna put my tinfoil hat on since you said the word doomsday <laughs> all right we have we have, I don't know which one came first, the My Little Pony or the Godzilla egg. Not 100% sure, but we had. My Little both Pony
1: have... definitely happened first.
0: Okay, well, we had both of those. Now we have Walking Dead. Okay, next year, we're on track to have a Wizards set, which some people have joked about maybe having some Harry Potter promos now.
1: Harry Potter got set, yeah.
0: Yeah. And then, I mean, I understand that it is still a Wizards of the Coast product, but we have a Dungeons and Dragons, like explicitly crossover set. Is this just like the future of Magic? Are they just out of original ideas? Are they just going to keep reprinting Time Shift, making Commander sets that are a lot of reprints? So like, we're just focusing on like reprint heavy sets with just like a few slots filled with these badass cards to make you buy that paper, and then just crossover shit. Oh. have ev- is that where we eventually just see Magic? It's just like,
1: is that the end? Game? I-
0: IP the Gathering because we're uh, out IP. of we're out of because I- we're out of original ideas.
1: Yeah, are we going to start? or I guess stop seeing more things like Eldraine or things like Achoria or even the, the Viking set? Are we going to see less of that originality in right. more of the, I guess, I, I don't want to say regurgitated, but I do want to say regurgitated ideas or concepts into new sets? Because like, we already do have some pretty solid concepts built into the game already. We're in one right now with Zendikar. Yeah, it's We're going to see another one with Innistrad. Yeah. Like we have Dominaria. We have so many just vivid landscapes Ravnica. for design. We go back to
0: fucking Who, Like, there are so many amazing planes with so many good places to go.
1: Oh, my God. Like, we go still back to them. To, return to Kamigawa. Like, we could still go places. Yeah.
0: I don't care if we return to Ravnica 10 times before we fucking cross over with an IP. I would rather return to Ravnica 10 fucking time.
1: But, like, that is actually a really good point you made. Like, are, wh- how long is it from now... We have the IP-based secret lair. When is it? Because I feel like it's inevitable that we have the IP-based set.
0: Right. Oh, I mean, yeah. Aside from, I feel like this plus the timeline for next year with the Dungeons & Dragons crossover, it's just like they keep putting, they dip their toe in and now they have a few toes in and then they're going to be up like half their foot and then they're just going to be fucking diving in there.
1: Yeah, they're going to be neck deep and then yeah. we're just going to be submerged.
0: And then, yeah, they're neck deep and we're drowning and it sucks ass.
1: I mean, was kind of was a already the testing ground for that? Because it was like the half IP set with the Godzilla stuff.
0: Yeah, 100%. That's a that's a great point too. 100% throw that in there.
1: Like, when are we going to see instead of those things that they did with the Aquaria cards with the name of the card and then the Godzilla name above, when are we just going to get rid of that part that they introduced to the game? which right. they could have easily done with these. God damn it. I keep coming back to that point, but yep.
0: it's been so easy. And then we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have this episode right now. Your podcast would have ended. TCC would have to go back to teaching. Mitch <laughs> would have to do whatever he does when he's not doing commander quarters. I don't fucking know Plus, it came out. He can just do Warhammer the... 100% of the time. <laughs> no, more fucking... Like it'd be fucked. Like I don't care about Warhammer. I want to talk. I want to see him talk about magic.
1: Yeah. It's <laughs> slippery
0: slope. 100%. And then number two, I do you asked if I had anything else. I do yes, have yes, one yes, more yeah. thing. An amazing thing that I wasn't aware of. But obviously it's it is known that um the rulings committee for commander isn't a part of WOTC, C. And they are making their ruling the day before these Walking Dead secret layer cards go on sale. So um yeah, I don't that's that's it. That's very far out to me. And so I'm more interested for that day than I am the day after. Because I know how they'll sell. I have a much better idea of how they'll sell and how the community is going to react from there further when the commander rulings committee makes their choice.
1: Yeah, when we have all of that information based on commander.
0: Correct. It's like Borat 2 coming out before election day. It's so
1: badass. Yeah, it's so perfect. Literally cannot be better. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking Christ. I and mean, that's a really, really fucking good point. That's a brilliant point. Yeah, and I, I did mind. not know that, that was that was a thing.
0: Yep. I think it was Pleasant Kenobi also that said that, Vince. But uh, yeah, super, super far out. It was him or Commander's Quarters, Mitch. But someone recently said that and I was like, that's pretty spectacular, honestly. Absolutely. I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be tuning into that one.
1: Well, okay, and this actually brings up I, the final point that I wanted to talk about in least in regards to these cards specifically. And that is the fact that us as not only consumers of this game, but players, because at this point I have a collection that I don't necessarily need to be a consumer anymore. I can just continue to play the game with the pieces that I own and be probably, I would be happy.
0: Yeah. Oh, I could make decks nine ways for fucking Sunday with not that many cards. Yeah. And
1: then even then I don't need to be a consumer of, Wizards of the Coast, I could just be a consumer of a local game store and just buy secondhand from them and just never buy a pack again and be happy. Right. Like, that yeah. is still supporting Wizards in a in way. In an
0: indirect way. It's sure. in, it, but it's
1: indirect, exactly.
0: Yeah, 100%. I think you're giving a lot more support to the local game store.
1: Agreed. But that that's mm-hmm. the point that I've been kind of making about this and trying to be the optimist in this situation, because we just spent, I don't know, like 30 minutes being the pessimist. Right. So to turn an optimistic look on this, if this is the way that magic is going to continue and if all of these questions that we asked get answered with things that we don't like, us as the consumer and just the player of this game have the ability to one vote with our wallet. So if we don't like the product, don't purchase it, and if the per- if the product doesn't sell, then it doesn't get remade or similar products don't get. Remade. Additionally, if we don't like the direction of the game, And where it's going then we get to decide how we play this a couple great examples come to my mind immediately the first one i know y'all haven't heard from matt in a very long time but even before he took the hiatus for his baby his outlook on magic was pretty pessimistic and he was pretty much exclusively playing old school pre-modern formats like that, that aren't run by wizards, but run by the community. You and I, Rupert. Yes. And since this whole entire pandemic thing started, we started playing our own format that we just created out of the blue with Woodnick that we're now enjoying the game in our own way. I'm thinking that is going to be the future of magic, whether it's commander with how you mentioned that the band and restricted list is not wizards driven. It's community driven through The the that governing body.
0: Which side note? I love that being player driven.
1: Absolutely. Well, not player
0: driven, rather, but more so like OG Commander player driven.
1: Yeah, I think if you want to make the delineation between watsi driven and player driven, like that's just the hard divide. Then Commander is firmly planted in the player driven. Correct. So these player driven formats, like old school, like pre modern, like Commander like something that you and your idiot friends can just start yourself like wood nickel,
0: right? Cause you're it really doesn't necessarily have to be wood nickel, other.
1: but it could just be any, they could be any format that you want to play, whether you want to f- play your own modern with your friends, where you bring black spinner twin and you bring back uh, birthing Pod and you bring back Eldrazi and just like jam the most powerful cards that you can find in modern, or you want to make your own pioneer variant that you can add fetch lands. You can do whatever you want Or go back three more sets
0: or something like that. Whatever you want to do, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, as a player and with your friend group, you have the autonomy to be able to do that. So if you don't like what Wizards is doing, one, vote with your wallet. Two, do your own thing. Honestly, I
0: just say do your own thing. This is the one time I'm going to say don't vote at all. If you're voting with your wallet, just don't do it in this situation. (laughs) (laughs) I know a lot of people have been telling y'all to vote recently. I'm going to be the one motherfucker. That's the Fashion Shock podcast says don't, don't vote. Don't vote. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't fucking vote. Guys. It's only going to lead to worse. I use
1: for the promotional <laughs> day. And it's just going to be everybody do not vote with no context whatsoever.
0: <laughs> we'll make t shirts. Fashion Shock says don't vote. <laughs> Anti
1: <Anti-government. Yeah. laughs> government. Yeah. Fuck our democracy all Fashion Shock says don't vote on the back.
0: <laughs> Perfect. I'll start cutting the vinyl tonight.
1: Sound advice. Yes. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> All right. Like, if you're gonna complain about stuff, <clears throat> productive in a different way. Like, complaining for the sake of complaining. Again, we've mentioned it a million times. Complaining is fun. I love bitching about stuff. But be constructive. If, if you're not being constructive about it, then like, what's the point? If you're happy with things or with how things are going, and you love these, then uh, uh, embrace, embrace it. But if you don't, make changes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And, what a grand think, metaphor for life
1: itself. You see, at Fetch and Shock, yeah. the philosophy podcast.
0: Right. We're telling you, don't vote and make a difference. You know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> Those somehow seem counterintuitive to each other, but you'll find a way. I didn't think we'd find
0: such positive outlets in this podcast.
1: No, I walked into this ready to just bitch and complain. Yeah. But somehow, I had very little
0: nice things to say this week.
1: You know, you and I... A very well-known optimist.
0: Right. Oh, yeah. Notoriously. <laughs> Big balls of sunshine.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time us. But yeah, I guess there was another announcement. If we Let's just touch on that briefly, because I do have some things to say about that. And yeah, it's, I know
0: less about it, but I do also have opinions.
1: My opinions are a little bit repetitive and redundant. They have a lot of crossover with the uh, Walking Dead cards. Correct. Just because they came out with such close proximity that I've just kind of formed my opinions around everything and not just one particular thing. But yeah, um uro was banned. If so, if you listen to the podcast last week, awesome was right, I was wrong. Um because I forgot of my golden rule that they don't ban things that just came out because money exists. Right, money. Funny Yeah, thing. money is 100% a thing. So uro now out of standard. Uh from what I've heard, that didn't really change anything. Now four-color omnath is just the deck and the only deck that could really fight it before was soul <clears> tie <throat> and the best card in soul tie was uro. Now that's dead.
0: Right, I mean like obviously money was my opinion on that. But then I figured I would do like a little bit of research. So I was like, what's the standard meta game look like this week after the Aero Ban? Yeah, oh, four color with... four color omnath still a thing? Still the most predominant thing in the meta? By Weird. like thirty eight percent? That's fucking crazy. I would've have never have guessed.
1: Yeah, it's uh a predicament that we found ourselves in. Where I I think we just we did kind of already allude to it, but uh money. <clears throat>
0: Right, but we have never this happen. going to bat,
1: ban Omnath because of the money factor.
0: We've seen this happen twice over in very big ways. Very recent. We saw Oko in round one. We saw companion in round two. And now we have Omnath round three. It will be banned. It will be. It's just a matter of a few weeks. Yeah, they just not until
1: it. players get to spend their grubby little money on it.
0: They have to sell the product that's at least in stores first. And then they'll ban it when they don't when they when they when they have to worry about like shipping out more of them.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I get it. Like at this point, I I just understand that capitalism and the like, card market is a thing. And it's hard to just completely ignore that and be like, oh, just do the right thing, Wizards, because the right thing uh isn't the the thing that makes money.
0: Right. Which good luck getting a corporation.
1: But uh I saw a couple different things that. Really, just brought light t- to my eyes. One was that you can now make an entire bracket based off of decks that were banned in Standard from 2017 to today, like an 18 deck bracket based on that. That is nuts to me, but yeah. that is the, just the direction that we are heading with with Magic, and that is less on the cards themselves and more of the the direction that Wizards is taking it. Another piece of advice for me, the same thing I thought with the uh, that I mentioned with the Walking Dead cards. If you don't like it, don't play it. Do your own thing. And I I don't even know what else to say about it. Like people were arguing in our Discord, which shout out to the Fetch Dog Discord. It wasn't necessarily arguing. It was just we're having a conversation about it. Yeah,
0: some good discussion.
1: Yeah, it was actually a pretty productive discussion because I, I got to see a bunch of different uh, viewpoints from it, from people that play standard, from people who are more entrenched in paper magic than myself. Um, And but just overwhelmingly, we were all just kind of fed up with kind of how magic is being produced and given to us at this point. We just, like, we're we're screwed at this point. And everybody has different ways of thinking, like, oh, well, we could ban this, do this, blah, blah, blah. All of those are just treating symptoms. We're putting band-aids on things where we need to treat the cuts. We need to treat the actual illness instead of just treating the symptoms. The illness, I don't actually know what it is. I don't know if it's power creep because... They're pushing power level because of wizards trying to sell more packs because powerful cards sell. Or my my thought was, and this I think is a pretty unique thing that I don't think I've ever seen other people talk about, but right around the time that the play design team came around is when all of these cards started to come out in the woodwork. Does the play design team have some backdoor reasoning for this? Like some because ulterior motives? I don't even know if it's ulterior motives, but I think because The play design team is new. They're kind of learning as they go that card designers before, if they thought something was too, too busted, they would just probably cut it immediately because there's like, we don't want to have to release this without really, really testing it and then have to deal with the backlash of that. Now they're like, oh, we have this crazy good design. Send it to the play, the, the play test team, the play test team being like a couple people play it. Maybe they don't find it. Maybe they find it, but they think it's fine because they don't have all of the data. And then it gets out to the people, the thousands and thousands and thousands of people playing standard, and those people break it because they just have the numbers and the brain power to do it. And then we're screwed. So is it the design team being able to push designs because the play design team is there and the play test team just doesn't have the manpower? Is that the cause of it? Because then if that's the case, just get rid of rid of the play test t- uh, team. And just go back to the old way. And then we just don't have this happen as frequently. Right. I don't know. There's just, there's, there's so many problems and I'm trying to be productive and trying to think of solutions and trying to figure out what the hell is going on, but I'm just one asshole.
0: Yeah. We're just two of them.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. We are two assholes. <sighs> We've got a lot of in, in just, I don't think that stops it. didn't just us talking about magic. I think that's just in general, we're just two assholes.
0: Yeah. In general. But we have done a lot of your planning. I want to give a shout out to you in Austin last week. Because you talked about drafting Zendikar Rising. And I've also had a blast doing that. So I would at least say one positive thing about Magic right now. And it's that drafting Zendikar is very fair and balanced. And pretty much no matter how you draft it, you're going to have a good time.
1: Oh, hell yeah. But yeah, yeah. so on a positive note, I think I mentioned this last week. But overall, (laughs) the limited formats that have come out in the past couple of years have been stellar. Not the best of all time, but they have been so consistently good that I've never been happier playing Limited in my entire life.
0: This might be one of the most fair ones I have ever really gotten into. Absolutely. And I love that.
1: I mean, you and I have sat down, we've done a couple of drafts, and they've been a blast. We okay, and Austin several have done times. the same. And it's like, we just have such a good time drafting. Like, sometimes we don't even play wood nickel. We just sit there and somebody does a draft and we just shoot the shit and do right. a draft, play the games, have a fun time. That's always great.
0: Yeah, it's almost more laid back. Than playing with a three dollar deck somehow,
1: no, yeah, but I think you're 100% correct.
0: Yeah, I like so it, I like to sit down and draft. It. No, and for whatever reason, I've been thinking about making a brawl deck. That's why I know who Schevel the Mustachio is because I kind of want to use them <laughs> or Canaan, Bondra Prodigy, also from um Ikoria or the new cleric, um, Aura, which you said you played you drafted and played in a clerics oh. deck the other day. That the Sky Clay Paraphant. Gross. Yeah, and I, I drafted Clerics once now, and it was just like the most fun I've had drafting. I probably drafted a good five times.
1: Hell yeah. It just plays like a combo deck in Limited, which is always super fun.
0: Yeah, it's it's far out the amount of triggers that it starts to...
1: One of my favorite decks that I've ever played in Limited, not my favorite Limited format, but one of my favorite decks specifically in Limited, was uh, Aether Revolt in the set that came before. I can't... It a Kaladesh, I think, is the set you're familiar revolt.
0: with those.
1: Yeah, because there was the green white like humans deck with that. And you had the mechanic that if a creature left or if a permanent left the battlefield this turn, it triggered something and you could just blink your creatures or have your creatures die in combat and just put so many triggers on the stack with revolt. It was a fucking blast. The cleric's deck is super reminiscent of that.
0: Yeah, right. on it.
1: Yeah, I like doing stuff. Turns out
0: Yeah, who thought?
1: things and stuff. Hey,
0: well, you know how we were just positive for a second?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You brought up a top
0: five idea for me last night. So let's just get negative again.
1: Oh, see, I don't I'm going to say that this is a not negative top five. And we haven't done a top five in a very fucking long time. Do you think? I've, it... <clears throat>
0: all right. It was fun. I like the idea. If these are all if these are all silver bordered, I love the ideas.
1: Okay, see, mine, I didn't put the silver border context in. I'm just like, I want to make the dumbest shit possible. Like, <laughs> I know we're talking about how negative the Walking Dead cards are are for the concept of magic, but if it's done the way that I want, then it's positive because I get what I want.
0: <clears throat> Alright, well let's fire it off. Tell me what the top five is.
1: So the top five we're doing this week, a little bit to poke fun at magic and it's just a cool thought exercise that I, I honestly, I want to hear what we're doing or what other people think about this because I'm just genuinely curious. It could be super fun just to see what other people think. We are doing the top five IPs. We want to see as secret lairs. Yep, which I love. I'm yep. so excited for this. Now, River, do you ha- have any honorable mention?
0: I do. I have one that I thought of during this podcast and I had one preloaded. All right, let's hear them. All right. The one I thought of during this podcast. And you also brought up the phrase last night, which led me to this concept. But just have, like, different angles of Henry Winkler as the Fonz in Happy Days literally jumping the shark (laughs) as, like, a five-set promo. So you have, like, a frontal shot and, like, a back shot. You could even have, like, Fonz tokens with it of him, like, doing the A or, like, punching the jukebox. But just, like, a good... Or even, like, um, when he's playing Barry Zuckerkorn in Arrested Development and he actually jumps the shark again. Like... (laughs) Maybe Which just one of yeah. those
1: would be the shark typhoon. Because they would have to do a shark typhoon.
0: Honestly, just do that, Sharknado. You could do an IP jumping the shark crossover event. <laughs> shark Tail with Will Smith. Whatever oh, do the that shark fucking from Finding Nemo. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Fish are friends, not food. Not food, baby. Yep. A little, <laughs> couple, couple zero one fish tokens in there if you want. <laughs> That's such a good one. Um, the other <laughs> the other uh, honorable Bunch I had was Team Fortress 2 class. Ooh, TF2. Yeah, you got like a scout with haste. It does some random ass shit. I don't fucking know. I didn't think about what you any of these got cards white would medic. do. Right. I mean, naturally, you have like. You could have a demo warrior. You could have a demo fucking. Whatever you wanted. You could have like a heavy warrior. The NG. I like the demo is, like, would be green. Cool. You could even have the NG be some sort of vehicle. Who knows? Like, it doesn't oh, matter. Oh, that's sick. But yeah, that was my. Those are, That was my big runner-up. I like that. Yeah. Do you have any runner-ups?
1: I do. And my runner-ups were all ideas that I had, but I feel like they're too obvious because of the fact that they're things that are just broken up into already kind of their own, like, mana symbol kind of things. Gotcha. Like, Power Rangers would Fair be sick. But, like, that's already, like, the white mana one, the red mana one, the, all of that stuff. There's a pink I, uh pink would be like a boros, because like you'd mix white with red to oh, make pink. You animal. Yeah. I listen, I put some thought and effort into this. Tell me more about
0: color theory.
1: Listen, I <laughs> didn't go to art school for nothing. Oh wait, you're the one who went to art school.
0: And I did go for nothing.
1: Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, I also All right. another honorable mention, Thundercats.
0: Okay. Okay. Because I want
1: to see the sword as an equipment.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Like sword, sword of, thunder of thunder and cats. cats. Yes, <laughs> a- amazing. You guys, yeah, obviously.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the lowest hanging fucking fruit. <laughs> I Any told other? you this would be a positive conversation. No Fair more negative. This-
0: <laughs> Any others?
1: No, we'll leave it at that. That's a, that's a good one to end on. Uh, all
0: right. Do you want to start it off or do you want me to start it off?
1: I, I get. I'll start it off. How about that? My number right. five. I would love to see them do. And this is more of a general concept than a specific one. But I would love to them do a partner with a director and do like characters from that director's movie, like a Tim Burton or like a Wes Anderson one.
0: No, I went straight for Tarantino.
1: Or Tarantino would be a really good one too. It'd be
0: cool to have all five from Kill Bill. So you have like Black Mamba and shit. Or not five. I think there's four from uh kill bill what however many there are it's been a minute but yeah that would be tight i like that or i was actually thinking i was like looking at like my, my movies on my uh ex, or external hard drive and shit and it's like all the characters from fantastic mr fox <laughs> like that was
1: what my crazy. wes anderson one was i like, <laughs> like, think fantastic mr fox or isle of dogs isle of dogs <laughs> would be like a really cool like pack of wolves kind of thing with oh, yeah, that like, that's real. yeah
0: i like that's a good number five
1: how about you? What's your number five?
0: My number five was Code Name Kids Next Door.
1: Oh, this is a good
0: one. Yeah, you have number one, number two, number three, number four, and number five. So like, it only checks out. I think they would be badass little fucking commanders or like, I don't know. I, they would all be uncommon commanders, like uncommon legendary creatures. Absolutely. And they'd be like little weenies. They'd be fucking fun. They'd be cool little characters.
1: That is such a good one
0: thing and then i go into four right and then you go four. Three. okay my number four was hellboy i was a big fan of hellboy growing up so it'd be cool to have like a hellboy an abe sapien a johan krauss and a liz sherman like those four
1: i really like that one
0: yeah i mean like you almost have like hellboy could be black red liz could be red and black as well Abe could those, be blue. those
1: characters fit into guilds pretty well
0: yeah honestly better guilds than mono or even like tri colors like johan krauss like the the like glass domed gas dude basically like the german speaking weird i don't know how to explain him but like he could even be a couple colors i don't know but yeah I, I really, I, I, yeah i thought it'd be pretty cool or even like a baby hellboy token would be that's cool so for like the baby hellboy version of the comic or like bprd secret layer bprd <laughs> it's like bureau of paranormal research and defense if not like the, the hellboy one specifically
1: that's however
0: so however you would do it, it would be super cool. i like that What's your number four, my dude?
1: My number four is a game franchise that I know you and I both adore.
0: This was, I I already know that this was, this one rooted around my dome. Borderlands. Yeah, 100%. There's so many good characters you could use for this.
1: There are infinitely good characters. Like, I would love to see a Claptrap card. Oh my god. A Handsome Jack
0: I want to see a Tiny Tina Tibalt s red card.
1: You literally took the thought right out of my fucking brain. Tiny A Tybalt. Tiny Tina would be such a sick card. Like, just a nothing but chaos. Like, you don't know what's going to happen when it resolves, but right. you know that it's going to fucking blow something up.
0: Yeah, super cool. Yeah, 100 I really like that. I didn't think about it as extensively until you started saying it, but yeah, I
1: like oh, that. Oh, absolutely. Like, there could be so many, like, awesome like athena would be such a cool character in magic and she's one of my all-time favorite characters in in borderlands like oh god like that just gets my palate salivating just thinking of. i dig
0: it i dig it what about a number three
1: my number three is i don't know how this one would exactly work but this is the one that i'm i'm forcing <laughs> the issue on that we need to have okay i want a crossover with Tony Hawk, broski.
0: I why did I think of this motherfucker too? I'm like flipping through the screen, like, oh, I could be Rune Glyphberg. Oh, I could be Lucifer. Oh, I could be Rodney Mullen. Like, Absolutely. why? Why are we in the same fight?
1: <laughs> we are the same person. I just want to. I just want an Andrew Reynolds magic card. <laughs> so fucking bad. Fuck yeah. Like it could be Jamie Thomas is like a, a black side creature. token, or you get like a Chris Cole one, and you're just like, you get a three sixty flip down Wallenberg token. Oh and I'm just like, oh, God. okay,
0: that would be so awesome.
1: Yeah, And just like, oh, and then you can sacrifice the token and blow up everything but Chris Cole, because that's what happened when he 360 flipped Wallenberg, everybody's brain blew up.
0: I know he wasn't in Tony Hawk, but like Dustin it, Dolan created, created a one one Jägermeister shot token.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or you could just do like the special character.
0: Oh, word, like Spider-Man when you entered the cheats and like the fucking devil lady yep. and stuff and Darth Maul.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, you can oh get God. deep with the Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Series.
0: Yeah, that's on one right there. I like
1: that. I love that. Getting an enchantment that makes your character have zero gravity and a giant head. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Just unlock cheat codes for magic. Yes.
0: That's super awesome. Have a Fuck. secret tape artifact. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> or like a something where if you could collect all the combo letters in one turn and you win the game. Incredible. Fuck Yeah. <laughs> That's actually sure. exactly how it sounds. Like, it's, yeah,
0: it, yeah. The promo video for the fucking secret layer does those little transitional things between objectives. It's like,
1: high <laughs>
0: score two
1: hundred and fifty k. Six score.
0: Find the secret video. <laughs> Incredible. All
1: right. All what right. is your number
0: three? All right. Well, I didn't know if you knew this, and this is way more than five things, which I know the secret layers usually are. So you could pick five off of this list, but Forbes. Every year, puts out the Forbes Fictional Fifteen, and it is the the fifteen most rich fictional characters that they think exist. So I thought this would be like a funny meta joke, while oh, already making fun of magic.
1: I love that, like a Monopoly man.
0: Oh, it's like Scrooge McDuck, Richie Rich, Tony Stark, uh, Bruce <laughs> Wayne, the Tooth Fairy, for some dumb fucking reason.
1: <laughs> well, the Tooth Fairy does just make thousands of dollars every time a kid just is a yeah. tooth.
0: Jay Gatsby. That's hilarious. Lucille Bluth is number 15.
1: That's amazing. That is such a good one, and I would have never thought of that.
0: I didn't even read number one. It's Carlisle Collin from fucking Twilight. Like, this list is stupid, I just wanted to make fun of magic more than we already have today. But yeah, yeah, I would go go with the Forbes Fictional 15.
1: That's a really good one.
0: All right, and then... I'm not going to go right ahead and read out my number two, because we had this thought that our number twos might be the same one. I think they might be. So we can go ahead with that. I'm like,
1: why don't you give me a hint on what it is?
0: From the slums of Shaolin.
1: It's a Wu-Tang Clan! Wu-Tang
0: Clan strikes again. <laughs> Yo, that's a hundred percent my number two. Yeah, if you had the Riz of the JZA, ODB, Raekwon the Chef Ghost, kill Killer, Inspected Death, Yukon Master Killer, and M E T H A O D Man, and if he came in and created like a Red Man token, that'd be kind of funny. But all the same, yeah, a hundred fucking percent.
1: That's absolutely the Wu Tang Clan is my number two.
0: Of course it is. Like. <laughs> Why, why would it not be?
1: A wu tang set of secret lairs would be incredible. Yeah. If they had the
0: same, I just thought of this, but if they had the same person that did the anime War of the Spark Planeswalker cards, dude, oh. that's what I'm fucking talking
1: And you get like cream tokens with oh that? Oh my gosh, yeah. Yes. They're just bags of money?
0: Oh my god. <laughs> Flavor text underneath them, it's you best protect your neck
1: oh no and then they they somehow sneak in hornet queen with oh that as well
0: god oh my killer
1: bees are on the sawarma dude
0: jesus christ so many b tokens yep oh hell yeah you could have b tokens for all of them even or even if it was just a set of nine one 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 b tokens just no, And the ogb one yeah just had the cornrows and fucking wackadoo teeth and shit like a gold tooth coming out of its little bee mouth
1: yeah that would be oh,
0: yeah. so sick. somehow carrying a 40 next to it yeah, yeah. we
1: need to introduce 40 ounces and alcohol to magic the gathering
0: yeah fuck it i mean what the hell tcc was already talking about how violent the walking dead was so might as well just bring in some explosion shit
1: yeah i mean what's wrong with that yeah
0: hell yeah well yeah. take it off what's your number one my dude
1: oh uh, my number one now Which this apparently is apparently i'm not gonna get Absolutely not. I don't think in a million years you would have ever been able to guess this. This one started out as my number five, and then when I thought about it more, it rapidly became my number one. What you got? I want a Muppets secret lair.
0: Jesus fuck.
1: So badly. Holy shit. I want Beaker as, like, the new Niv-Mizzet, the best is it (laughs) commander of all time. I want the Count as the, the greatest. Was that? plague engineer ever oh my that God. you get to put minus one minus one counters on a creature equal to the number of counters on the count <laughs> I want to go deep
0: I want um, that to be like a like an un-card though and be like you have to say out the number in the count's voice every time you put that counter on it and then laugh like the count's <laughs> laugh
1: One or two, else remove all counters three counters, counters. From <laughs>
0: Like, Muppets, Sesame Street crossover. Oh, yeah. Yeah, perfect.
1: But, Rupert, what is your number one?
0: My number one is Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, yeah. Because I think it'd be very cool to have, like, an Ang, Katara, Toph, and Zuko one. Maybe even, like, throw in, like, Sokka and Appa and Momo and shit like that. Or the Kyoshi Warriors or, like, Uncle Yuro.
1: Could we make Appa a vehicle somehow?
0: (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Even having like a cabbage man with some cabbage tokens would be hysterical. <laughs> Best one. Yeah, big Atla fans, so that that's that was a pretty easy number one. That and Wu Tang were the first two that I thought of.
1: Yeah, Wu Tang was one of the first that I thought of. I think Borderlands was the second, and then I Fair thought of Muppets. I was like Muppets isn't that good, and then I really thought about Muppets. I'm like, no, Muppets is. good.
0: Yeah, I threw around a few before before going into it, but yeah, it was a good top five list, my dude. Uh,
1: yeah, and I cannot wait to hear what other people have for this. Because this was so much fun. Like in a world where everything is wrong with Magic right now. And everybody was in such a shit mood. And Twitter was unbearable. It just nicked negative after negative after negative. uh, Doing this top five was really a bright spot for the week. 100%. All right, dude. Well, there's only one more thing to do. And apparently you're flipping the script on me once again. Yeah,
0: you made me lose. Austin lost. So I'm just going to play your game. And just make you play it like you and uh, Matt used to alternate. So we're gonna go to Scryfall. We're gonna hit the random Scryfall button. I'm gonna ask you five times. You gotta get three of them right. You get three hints. You gotta guess the CMC. You get it right, you get a point. If you don't, you don't.
1: No, oh, but what's the name of the game, dude? You almost nailed it except for the name. Ah,
0: uh, the fuck is this called? Oh, accumulated, accumulated knowledge. knowledge my dude. Accumulated knowledge. I knew that. Just give me a second. <laughs>
1: I'm actually Are you? pretty impressed that you uh, rattled that off that good. I've listened
0: to a good bit of this podcast.
1: <laughs> You've also been on here about as much as Matt, too. so. <laughs> yeah.
0: And very humbly, I immediately listen to my own podcasts oh, right when course. you post them all the same. I'm you interested. gotta get them
1: fucking views, baby. I'm
0: always like, I hope you cut that bullshit out. Which you usually do. You're pretty good for it. You ready for number one?
1: It has been a long time since I've lost this game, so I'm ready to do it again.
0: Right on. All right. Random card generator. Your first card, Mutual Destruction.
1: Oh, boy. Uh, this sounds like a red card. Okay. Uh, and that's all I know. <laughs> uh, I am genuinely have no clue. I don't even know if it's worth using a hint.
0: I don't know if it is or not.
1: Probably not.
0: You could be like Sean Evans and just not drink water or milk the whole time sometimes.
1: I am going to channel my inner Sean Evans and say that this is one in a red.
0: Um, you are one in a wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this is one black. This is a card from Ikoria. Oh. This is a sorcery spell. This spell has flash as long as you control a permanent with flash. As an additional cost to cast oh, a spell, a sacrifice a creature, destroy target creature. So it's basically blown, Bone Splitters, but yeah. a, a shittier version of it or a better one. Is Bone Splitters an instant or sorcery?
1: I think Bone Splitters is an instant.
0: So yeah, this is just a strictly worse Bone Splitters.
1: Ooh, I don't like this card. I never drafted this card, so I'm assuming that's why I don't know what it is.
0: Yeah, your creatures are way too valuable, way too valuable.
1: Especially a choreo.
0: All right. Moving on. You're zero for one. Random. (laughs) Feels good. God damn it. I don't know what's too easy and what's not.
1: Oh, is this a good one?
0: (laughs) Next. All right. Keserdrix.
1: Keserdrix. Yep. Uh, I feel like I have to use a hint on this.
0: What would you like to know? Good, sir.
1: Uh, what the what does this card do?
0: Kezzardrix. K-E-Z-Z-E-R-D-R-I-X. It is a first striker, and it says, During your upkeep, if your opponents control no creatures, Kezzardrix deals four damage to you.
1: Oh, Jesus. Oh, I don't know. I mean, this is like one of those Punisher cards, right? And the Punisher cards are always like red or black?
0: Usually. I will say this is from a time of magic when they thought that no matter what text they printed on a card, As long as it was a lot, this card should be rare. Oh, so... Because obviously those aren't good abilities.
1: No, it's not. So can I get... It does four damage to you if your opponent doesn't control a creature. Correct. And that's your upkeep. Correct. Did it have another ability too? First strike. Mm. First strike and then four damage to you if at your upkeep your opponent does not control a creature. Correct. Huh. Well, this is going to be another L for me. I have no idea what the fuck this is.
0: I can give you one other hint. He has a... Uh, like a sister card called Vizardrix. And that card is blue. And that, oh. card, that card costs six colorless and one blue to cast. And it is a six, six vanilla rare.
1: Oh, and it has the same ability. Vizardrix sounds. No,
0: no, no, no. It does not have the same ability. It's a vanilla for six and a blue. If it had the same ability and I told you it's CMC, I'd be a dildo. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I don't know. This card sounds black, black or red again because of the Punisher mechanic. I'm going to say it's two and a black.
0: You were very close. It was two black black.
1: Oh, God damn. What's yep. this power toughness? Four, four. Oh, so it's a four, 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 four with all that ability.
0: Yeah. What it's is it? A rabbit. A rabbit.
1: Like? Beast. A rabbit beast. It's
0: a rabbit beast. Yeah, it was originally a beast and then it got changed to rabbit.
1: Oh, thank God they made that uh, change. How yeah. could we have ever lived without that?
0: I used to have a Vizzerdrix card when I was like a kid and didn't know what the fuck was going on. And I th- it's just like a creepy looking thing random oh you're not getting easy one galena's night galena's night yeah it could be jolina's night but it's probably galena oh boy i'll even give. i'll go ahead i'll give you the flavor text for free that's a freebie freebie on the three beat are they okay. on our side asked to say if they kill phyrexians they are replied gerard hmm yeah it doesn't help at all that's why i gave it to you
1: okay so it's a knight yep. i'm gonna go so far to say that it's a knight
0: that's a good assumption. I will tell you, you're correct.
1: Okay, so I'm going to guess that white is in the casting cost. Makes sense. Because that's the only thing that I have in my brain. I also know because of wood nickel. No, I don't know if it's because of wood nickel that I know that. I think it might just be my magic knowledge. This is going to sound crazy. I know there's a card called Galena, she's a legendary and she steals legendaries? You know actually why I know this?
0: She's legal in Woodnickel. So you might have And another, might know
1: right. it from Woodnickel? I think the reason why I know this is because she is holding otters in her art. Really? Absolutely she. Cuz otters are the single greatest creature on the planet. That is not up for debate.
0: <laughs> PB&J would have to agree.
1: Yeah, absolutely. PB&J otter uh Class A citizens.
0: Yeah, they're doing the noodle dance. They're so fucking stoked you saying that right now.
1: Absolutely. So Galena is blue for sure. I think she's three in a blue or two in a blue. And she has she she like taps and steals a legendary or something like that. She's not
0: the card I'm asking you about.
1: No, I'm trying to surmise what the fuck this card could be. I am going to say that Galena's knight. The knight makes me think a white card, but the Galena makes me think a blue card. So I'm kind of torn i I think because of the Galena thing, I know that it's blue. And there are blue knights in me, I think. At some point there has to be and Galena's like an old card. She's like from Legends or Never
0: saw a blue duck before.
1: <laughs> so I'm thinking this card is blue. I think it's one and a blue.
0: One and a blue.
1: That's my guess.
0: Well, Tyler, I have good news and bad news. It is white
1: and a blue. What one white and one blue? Correct. God damn, it. so it was both of the colors that I thought it was.
0: Yes, and it is old. It is from Invasion. Uh, can right I look up Galena. Galena now? Yeah, 100%. You were right about pretty much everything. But don't go too far after Galena. You did get three wrong, but I did skip one because I didn't know how hard it would be. So if you get that one and two more right after it, we'll still call you a win.
1: Oh, I love these rules. Like I love that? this. This is actually working really in my favor.
0: You still have God, two hints.
1: is holding orders in her art. Yes, I'm so smart.
0: You still have your two hints. So the one that I skipped is Tameo, the moon sage.
1: Ooh, a little bit of Tameo action. I'm trying to think of uh, what set Tameo is from. Is she from Innistrad? That block. She's from Innistrad block. She's three blue blue from my memory. Correct. And she I'm just going to shut you up now. oh that's fair you can keep going what does she do uh she taps a permanent and it doesn't untap that's her plus ability i I think it's plus one she has a minus ability that is draw card equal to the number of tapped permanents your opponent controls
0: it's creatures but yeah
1: tap creatures yeah oh a permanence would be gross because then you could just do with lands and i don't know what her ultimate is i believe her starting loyalty is three
0: Four. You get okay. an emblem with no maximum hand size. Whenever a card is put in your graveyard from anywhere, you may return it to your hand. But yeah, pretty good card.
1: Yeah, I really like him. All which, right. Which set in the Innistrad oh, block? Avacyn. Mm.
0: All right. You still have to get both of these right, but you do have two hints, So I'd probably advise using both of them.
1: Yeah, that math checks out.
0: Imperial Voyager.
1: I was just about to say, if you say Imperial Seal, I am so happy.
0: Sadly, I did not.
1: Imperial Voyager is significantly. For um,
0: years, I studied the Aether Sphere from afar, but it was not until I touched the Aether for myself that I came to know the power contained in the swirling sky.
1: Huh. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say that I that doesn't help at all. Okay. And I'm going to need what this card does.
0: It has flying and trample, and when it deals combat damage to a player, you get that many energy counters.
1: Oh, I think I actually know this one.
0: I think you will figure it out.
1: It is from, uh, I guess, Aether Revolt or Kaladesh or whatever. It's the Aether Revolt, I think. It's the Uncommon. It's one in Simic.
0: Yes, correct. And it's from Kaladesh.
1: Kaladesh. Yeah, I really like this card in Limited.
0: All right. You got one left and one hint left. Yeah, that would be a really good card in Kaladesh.
1: Yeah, it was sweet. It was just a sick flyer.
0: Ooh, your last card is Song Stitcher.
1: Oh, this one sounds so familiar.
0: The illustrator's name is Barry. Barry. Not B-A-R-R-Y. B-E-R-R-Y. Like blueberry. Or poison berry.
1: (laughs) The snozzberries taste like snozzberries. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm trying to think of what... This card sounds so familiar.
0: The art is fucking intensely good.
1: Why does this card sound so familiar? Oh, man.
0: I can almost tell you that this card... I don't know why this card would ever be... It's not good.
1: I think this card is familiar because it's a white card, if that makes sense. Fair enough. What does this card do?
0: For one and a white target attacking creature with flying deals no combat damage this turn.
1: Oh, Oh, that's not the card that I thought it was. I don't know what card I was thinking. (laughs) The card that I was thinking was like two and a white.
0: Maybe that's what this is.
1: Maybe it is the card that I was thinking. No, that's not the ability on the card that I was thinking, though, which is the issue. Oh, boy. Now I'm just now I'm just like more focused on what the card that I was thinking.
0: I wouldn't focus on that one so much.
1: Song Stitcher. Oh, boy. You know what? Fuck it. Two and a white. It I'm, is I'd... one
0: white. Just one white. The so One drop. One one.
1: Ugh, how and old is that? It's got to be. Urza's so Saga. Yeah, that sounds about right. What card am I thinking of? Two and a white song thing. It makes a bird token. It's from Ravnica. I do It's
0: really good on this card. Though. The birds and everything. The sky looks excellent
1: seller of songbird
0: ah yeah it's not that card you were no wrong. it is
1: not seller of songbirds is two and a white it's a one two and when it enters the battlefield you make a one one
0: well so sad
1: i suck shit at this game dude for the game that i invented i'm not very good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to be fair i think the game you invented for me i lost too so like we're just all oh, losers yeah.
1: They we're even then.
0: Moral of this episode, if you play Magic, you're a loser. Yeah, no, if you're alive, you're a loser. Y- yeah, that too, pretty much, honestly. But this but...
1: isn't even playing Magic. If you if you play the game, you're a loser.
0: <laughs> I just lost the game.
1: Oh, no, we're definitely losers now. <laughs>
0: Fuck. Oh, one final note before um, you don't get your shout-out. There's this older lady at my job, and she always has weed socks on, which I think is really fucking fine, but it cracks me up. But, she, you know, like when people do, like, the okay thing, but they hold it below their waist and then they get to punch you yeah yeah her socks had that hand drawn all over them yesterday and uh, she's like in her 40s and i thought it was the funniest fucking thing ever she, and i needed to say that for some reason
1: <laughs> so shout out to that lady
0: yeah shout out to leia at work you kick ass
1: if she ever listens to this podcast tell her that i appreciate her socks
0: i don't know why she would ever do that but yeah no,
1: she's not a magic
0: big ups (laughs) no she's actually not one of the very many people at my work that play magic
1: well is she a fan of the walking dead because if so i think there's something in here for her
0: god i hope not i used to like leia (laughs) no i'll still give you the shout out you got any shout outs this week on
1: oh fuck man i wasn't preparing to like win or even play this game but uh if we're doing the shout out game i mean honestly fuck magic right now and I know initially when we started, when me and Matt started talking about the shout out thing that we are going to just leave it open for a shout out for literally fucking anything. So I'm This week I'm going to shout out not magic stuff. So instead I know that we said earlier that you shouldn't vote, but that's probably a bad idea. And I know you've seen it a million times that you need to fucking vote, but seriously go register to fucking vote. Uh, and regardless of who you vote for, it's important as your slavic duty, whatever that fucking means to you. Whoever
0: whoever you choose, just be educated.
1: Yeah. Uh, Don't do take, what's best for you. Time. Do
0: what's best for everybody. Even if it doesn't matter, it might. And if it might, then it's worth a shot.
1: Yeah. It, I mean, if it takes two seconds out of your day, what are you going to be playing magic? No, magic sucks right now. So go fucking read some articles or something from a reputable site. Don't go yes. read The Onion. No.
0: I Uh, mean, read The Onion. We're not telling you not to read The Onion. Read it, but remember that it's not real.
1: (laughs) Is it not real? Because it seems like it's actually getting rapidly close to the facts.
0: Well, if you want that, then just go to r slash not The Onion, because those are real headlines that seem like they should be on The Onion.
1: Love that. Yeah, so my (laughs) shout out this week is uh, your state's voter registration and also The Onion.
0: Yeah. If you mail it in in Colorado, they mail you a sticker. So, like, you still get your sticker.
1: Oh, hell yeah. I wish PA did that, except for I'm... (laughs) Because I'm in PA, I'm probably just going to end up having to go to the voter thing because mail in doesn't exist. Fair
0: enough. I already, not not to humble brag, but I'm already mailed in. So, uh. You dirty bitch. I know.
1: Yeah. So, uh, go vote instead of playing magic is what the Magic Podcast is telling you to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. 100%. Not don't vote and vote. We can get behind both those sentiments today.
1: Yeah. There's not very many podcasts that can, uh, say vote and also don't vote and mean it 100% we are one of those podcasts
0: yeah 100 i And if that. you
1: want to get down with these podcasts rupert there's a couple of places that they could do it. one of which is the fetch and chalk twitter at fetch underscore shop correct another one is the fetch and chalk discord that you can find the link for that in the description of this episode or on that fetch and chalk twitter another yeah. little shout out we are actually doing a Event for Magic. Oh, yeah, next week. Post pre release, pre release next week, next Friday. So there oh, will yeah. be another episode in between that, except for the episode to be the morning of it. So uh you'd have to hurry if you're waiting till then. But yeah, just bring six packs into the Discord and Basic Lands to build your deck, and you will get to play some games with some very cool people, two of which you're listening to right now.
0: Yeah, 100%. Hell yeah. I can't wait for that. The first one was a blast.
1: And if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Basic Land Bin. And if you really want to support the podcast even more, you can buy your magic product, whether it's sealed or singles, at flipsidegaming.com at checkout. You can use the code FETCH. You'll get 10% off your order. So you're saving money and you're helping the troops and the roops. So <laughs> go do that.
0: Well, yeah, that's it, dude.
1: All right, dude. Any more uh positive thoughts and optimism before Almost uh... never.
0: Literally almost never. <laughs>
1: So uh, is there any more uh, negative thoughts or uh, nepotism that you would be into?
0: No, I'm good on that, too. All
1: right, perfect. Well, uh, yeah, we're good. (laughs) Nothing positive or negative. Then the only thing left is. See you you later.